Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, listeners. It's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, arguably the host of Monkey Tennis. But let's not get bogged down in that viper's nest. Not for the next couple of minutes, anyway. Uh, you may have thought after last week's episode that we were done for the year, but hell's no. We've got three more episodes for you in 2017, starting with today's. It's a recording all about Mid-Morning Matters Series 1, Episode 1, recorded in front of an intimate and invited audience at Warner Music HQ in London. They are doing a series of comedy chats, and they asked us to come and be part of it, and we were happy to oblige. That said, there is some devastating and tragic news about this week's episode. Unfortunately, due to promises about transport that were not kept, I was not able to be part of this episode. So for the most part, you're going to be hearing from Nick, Tom and Tom this week. My sincerest apologies for that. But don't worry, normal service will be resumed next week when you'll hear the first part of our two-part live Christmas special uh, recorded recently at London's Prince Charles Cinema. The first part coming next week will be us talking all about knowing me, knowing Yule. And then following that, you'll be able to hear our chat with Michael the Geordie himself, Simon Greenall. Uh, a huge thank you to everybody who came down to the live show. It was fantastic to have 200 plus Alan fans in a room together. The atmosphere was electric. Uh, so thanks so much. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, sorry I can't be more of a part of this week's episode, but you're in safe hands. Well, you're in uh, Tom and Tom's hands are safe. Nick's are something of a mixed bag. On with the episode. Monkey tennis? Smelly Alan Fartridge. Linton Travel Tavern seemed an obvious choice. Monkey tennis? Sometimes people At the BBC of all places. Be real. Oh, guys. Monkey tennis? Where's my sister? Didn't even have to prompt oh, that. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? Oh, oh, oh. It will be called Alan's Show. 
I decided and would be absolutely ace. Monkey tennis? But needless to say, I had the last laugh. Hello, podcast fans, and welcome to Monkey Tennis. Twice! Twice! There are people here, who knew? (laughs) Um, Okay, so this week I will be taking the role of the host, Adam Brooks, who is uh, sadly... Well, he's not here yet. He is making his way from Bristol. Yes. So, I am Tom Dark, and I am joined by Nick Alder. This is great banter! And Tom Stab. It really is. Also, for those that aren't familiar, that's our producer Jed in the corner, but he's only allowed one word per episode. So stay tuned and that that might happen. So (laughs) very exciting. Um, So, yeah, uh, Adam Brooks, who some people would consider to be the host of Monkey Tennis. Mm. Not necessarily us, but some other people. Um, Yeah, he's been delayed getting to us from Bristol, um, but he's already arrived at Heathrow Airport 10 minutes ago (laughs) and he's now being whisked to us via a black Toyota Prius. So any moment now, he'll be be here. That's good. That's That's good. good. That's good. Um, Okay. So, um, just to give it a bit of an introduction to Monkey Tennis, for those that don't know, The, uh, the Telegraph uh, described us as one of the best TV and film podcasts. And, uh, yeah, which is quite nice of them. Um, a gasp and our, in the room. Yeah. yeah, our iTunes reviews have included such glowing uh, write-ups as... A must-listen. Fantastic. Bloody excellent. <laughs> feeble. Boring. <laughs> pointless. Also, our recent appearance at MCM Comic-Con in Manchester, uh, our appearance there was greeted with equal levels of enthusiasm, with uh, Facebook comments including... Awful. And... (laughs) What the fuck is this shit? So, I think now you get a good idea of uh, what you're in for. Um, High standards. Yeah, and yeah, if you haven't seen Mid-Morning Matters Series 1, Episode 1, this is not going to make a lot of sense for you, so good luck. Um, So, yeah, let's, uh, let's crack on. Uh, so shall I start a bit of context? I was going to yeah. say contextualise. Where yep. are we in the Allen universe? What's been happening? What's going on? Tom. Okay, so in the Allen timeline here, this was Allen's return to broadcasting after quite a few years away. Mm. Um, so Mid-Morning Matters first aired online. So it was part of a Foster's comedy initiative called Foster's Funny. Um, so the episode we're talking about today, uh, first one online on the 5th of November 2010, on Foster's Funny, uh, the Foster's Funny website and YouTube, and then they were repackaged as a series on Sky in 2011. So what Sky did was they took two 10-minute episodes and made them into one 20-minute episode. Very clever uh, what and, they did there. Yeah, and apart from Anglican Lives, which is a one-off special in 2003, yeah. this is the first, uh, and a comic relief appearance, this is the first Alan sort of product in nine or so years since I'm out yeah. of Partridge series yeah. two. So it's been a, a big gap between yes. uh, between uh, uh, shows. And I remember being so excited about it when yeah. I first heard about this, because yeah, it's been, a, it's been nearly 10 years since we've seen oh, anything from Alan. I was worried it's essentially advertiser-funded programme. I think we it's, were all worried about that when it was announced. <laughs> that doesn't feel very, <laughs> but, uh, Coog- that but, doesn't feel very Coogan, but it feels quite Alan. But perhaps I could give you uh, Alan's announcement regarding the uh, series when it was launched. This is great. So uh, Alan, not Coogan, very important, uh, Alan Partridge had this to say. I'm delighted to announce that after years as a regional broadcaster on North 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 Norfolk Digital, my groundbreaking <laughs> radio segment, Mid Morning Matters, will now be accessible to a potential audience of billions via the World Wide <laughs> Web, brackets, www, close brackets. Um, that it has taken Foster's to help realise my dream of joining the information superhighway is a damning indictment of the established broadcasters whose shabby treatment of me on September 10th, 2001 was frankly shabby. I made dozens of calls the next day, all of which were ignored. 
My appreciation must go to Armando Unici and Baby Cow for ignoring the lies. God bless them. In the meantime, I look forward to hanging out and chilling with the MySpace generation. <laughs> so that's that's a tee up for mid-morning matters there. Um, so yeah, in this episode, um, Alan is talking to a cyclist, Jim Jones, whilst waiting for his celebrity guest, Anthea Turner. And then he goes on to um, struggle to talk to struggle to talk military tactics with Special Forces Afghanistan veteran Tommy Gaskell. So, yeah, should we take it from the top intro sequence? Mm. Um, so, <laughs> I was going to say, some of the graphics and uh, computer effects in this are genuinely mind-blowing. You're a big fan of Alan's graphic history, aren't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. When we were uh, covering some of the earlier series, they were very much pioneering in the use of graphics, and I feel like that's very much consistent here. Well, I mean, so basically you've got some kind of international space station satellite yeah, why, beaming. Why? It doesn't well, it, matter. It, well, it's broadcasting important information around the globe. So, Does you TV have... come down from space? It's not TV, it's radio. Does radio come down from space? Yep, I guess so. It's on the internet. That's Can how it works. Can that? <laughs> well, Satellites we'll, beam the internet around. We'll mark this down and come back okay. to it. Beam the so internet what, around. Come down from space. What do you think satellites do? Well, they're not broadcasting capital FM. It could be. Digital signals. Let's move anyway, on. Anyway, what you have, you have a series of excerpts of historic audio in this. So you have Churchill announcing the start of World War II. You have a broadcast about the JFK shooting. You have Mandela on apartheid. You have the fall of the Berlin Wall. You have Margaret Thatcher uh, with the line, the lady's not for turning. And then you have Alan Partridge. Yep. So I think classic bit of Alan there, kind of adding Ke- a se- sense of self-importance. Yeah, he's, put, yeah, he's putting himself in that Premier League bracket. He, he really is, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So mid-morning matters is ha- as historically important as all of those events. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, and I did think there's a nice little double gag that perhaps a lot of those moments you could maybe take as inspirational when it's Mandela being freed and the fall of the Berlin Wall, but then... Alan's obviously put Margaret Thatcher in there, who's maybe not seen as quite so positive and inspirational. <laughs> in his mind, but, though. But we know that Alan's a Tory. Exactly. So there's a nice little double layer to <laughs> yeah. that, I thought. And to be fair, Alan is uh, attempting to compile a database of Norwich's most least graceful buskers. Which that's is, correct, yes. Yeah, important, I think. Important. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the best audio excerpt they could take. Yeah, yeah it's on a part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the intro sequence. And then we're into part one of the episode, which is titled Broth. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get we'll get to the reasons for that in a bit. I thought it was interesting at this point as well, just in terms of like the visualization of the series. It was very much kind of one, maybe two kind of camera angles, mm. very much like contained. And kind of when I watched it for the first time, I was thinking, is this going to be funny? Because it doesn't feel very Alan. But actually, I think just from a technical perspective, I think they covered it very well. In it's terms quite of similar setup to like Marion and Jeff, that kind of thing. Like yeah. just yeah. it's kind of like candid camera almost, yeah. isn't it? Simple yet effective. Yeah, indeed. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> also very cheap. Yes, Thanks, Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought my, my first night I had was this is the first time you meet Sidekick Simon. Yes. So any Partridge fans, you know, he's not been in the Partridge world until this point. Sidekick Simon played by Tim Key. Were you aware of Tim Key before this? I wasn't. I don't think yeah, I was, actually. Uh, yes, but I don't think I'd ever, like, seen him do mm. anything. Yeah, I think... I think, yeah, I might have heard him do a few things on Six Music or something, but not Maybe as a... Maybe a bit of a big break for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A very large break, as Alan would say. Um, so... Yeah, so we've got Alan in studio with Sidekick Simon, and the opening question uh, that Alan is taking a phone in on is, you're stuck on a desert island, you're allowed one condiment, what's it to be? So, question to the group, you're on a desert island, (laughs) you've got one condiment, what's it to be? Uh, Shall I go first? You go. Well, I would want mustard, but I'd like that to include variations of, i.e. Dijon... Whole grain. Well, you're allowed one. Is that allowed? No. Absolutely oh. allowed one. But Suddenly, under the mustard yeah. umbrella. No, Suddenly no, no. You you're allowed one. You have to choose one. 
I didn't think the question was clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're allowed one. That's right. Okay. Uh, just catch up then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I did think if you're on a desert island, like mayonnaise isn't going to work. That's going to go that's off. That's going to go so off. Yeah. Good point. You need something that's going to work in a heat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I what's thought, your answer then? Well, I thought, mate, could maybe have like some sriracha sauce, something like that. Would that be allowed? Oh, I've heard of Tim Key, sriracha sauce. <laughs> Behave. Someone's Sorry. jealous. Yeah. Sorry, it's 2-1 in favour of sriracha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. There we go. I knew we should have brought the bell. Yeah, Unbelievable. It goes with everything. Uh, is it worth touching on what Alan's listeners uh, give us answers? P- please talk yep, us through that, through. yeah. John in Sprouston says ketchup. Harry in Bottom says mustard. Both fine. Yeah, I think I'm with Harry on this one. That there are, there are approved condiments. Condiments underneath it. Yep. Uh, Kevin Norwich says gravy, which Alan says no, that's a hot sauce. Correct. I would agree with him yep. on that point. Then he says bisto, which is a type of type gravy. Of gravy. Again, yeah. And then finishes it off with Branston pickle, which is a relish. I'm with Alan on all of these. Yeah, I mean, just technically, he is right. Yeah. He's, he's factually correct. You can't, <laughs> you can't knock him for that. Um, the, the only other note I had on this scene is that Psychic Simon has a piece of paper in front of him. Uh, and I can't make. I just couldn't understand what's supposed to be on the piece of paper. You can see there's a thick black line and then a thick black circle underneath. Lots and crosses. <laughs> <I've never laughs> yeah, it's, it's just if, if you go back and look, it's like what is that meant to be? I don't understand it. So that's my no note, idea. but I don't have the answer. We'll have to go back and look. Yeah, so yeah, more, more list, insights. Stay tuned for those. Does, where does radio, where come, does radio from? come from? <laughs> is it from space? <laughs> and what's yeah, on keep Psychic Simon's paper? Keep a list. Yep. Um, yeah, so um, Alan is basically waiting for his special studio guest, Anthea Turner. The mm-hmm. body turner. Uh, well, one of the most beautiful women in, wo- in the world. Why is she called Anthea the body turner? Is that not h- just his nickname for her? Well, no, I didn't find anything name? online that referenced it, so I kind of I assume. Uh, yeah. She did quite a few workout, well, VHSs back in the day. She was yep. quite famous. And Alan's yes. got all of those, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he's watched them several times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Alan describes her as one of the most beautiful women in the world and asks uh, Psychic Simon which man... Uh, wouldn't yep. basically fancy her and the answers are Stevie Wonder and yep. Ray Charles which Alan basically <laughs> finds hilarious as well yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he literally he can't it. control his laughter any blind man just uh, any blind man <laughs> and then although uh, any blind man I'm pretty sure he's like mm, that's a bit too far like the first two were funny mm, he's taken the one. joke too far hasn't yeah, he exactly. bit like this podcast yeah I'd yeah, say yeah. Yeah. stretched out too far he needs, to, he needs to rein him back in yeah. um, although he doesn't because Simon goes on to describe Anthea Turner as the Ford Cabriolet of middle aged women which, if you're the most beautiful woman in the world, compare that with, is that car the most beautiful car in the world? Yeah. Surely not. But Again, um, in Alan's mind. But Alan, Alan loves yes. it. He's, he says to Simon, uh, you're surreally funny, which is why we booked you. Which I thought was quite interesting, because having been through the iPartridge book, so Alan makes out like he just discovered Simon in the yeah. pub, just like having a laugh. Is the implication actually North Norfolk Digital, North Norfolk's best music mix, have forced him to basically acquire a sidekick because on his own he's doing a rubbish radio show. Well, spoiler alert, from our podcast about the book, we oh. learn that Alan is an unreliable narrator. We so do know this. anything yes. that he says we basically Fake consider news. a lie. Fake news. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to so, go with what you said. Okay. Yeah. Good. Right. We decided that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, would you like some Anthea Turner facts? Yes. I mean, yes. you struggled to find them, clearly. <laughs> so I've got, I've got loads. We could okay, be here yeah. for like an hour just on Anthea yeah, Turner. You just do it. Uh, okay. So, kind of the famous TV credits for her Top of the Pops presenter, 88 to 91. Blue Peter presenter, 92 to 94, famously made Tracy Island, which uh, some people here may oh, remember. Right. Uh, again, I didn't know <laughs> Did anyone here try and make Tracy Island? No. No? I Do did. you even know what Tracy Island is, Nick? Thunderbirds. Okay, good. Okay, good. We got that far. I'll take it. Uh, GMTV presenter, 94 to 96, presented The Lottery, Wish You Were Here, etc., etc. Now, this, now. Gets a, this gets a bit more fun. <laughs> In, de- in, de- in December, speaking on behalf of everyone, in December 1996, she was sacked from GMTV after co- 
co-presenter Eamon Holmes issued an ultimatum to their boss to sack her or he would quit. And I thought, that's the sort of thing Alan would do. Yeah, well, I think Eamon Holmes, you could kind of like apply a lot of partridge yeah. Oh, yeah, Eamon yeah. Holmes, I think he's definitely. one of several kind of TV presenters. It's Anthea that... or me. And yeah. they chose... And they chose Eamon, Eamon Holmes. Holmes. Was that the right choice? Well, what's, what's Anthea Turner doing now? Uh, I feel like she's basically retired. No, I, well, she had a bit of a comeback. So basically what happened... She had a bit of a comeback. She bounced well, back. To, she bounced <laughs> back. So to use, the, to use the Wikipedia wording, yep. in the year 2000, her image took a further blow when it emerged she'd been paid £450,000 to eat a Cadbury's chocolate bar in her wedding photos for AK what? Magazine. I mean, you would. I them yeah, I mean... Unless I, it had nuts. I don't have a problem with that. If... If a magazine saying to you, we'll give you half a million quid to eat a chocolate bar in a photo, yeah. yes, please, pay for my wedding. Thanks very much. And Eamon Holmes is on Channel 5 now. I know who's winning. Yeah, yeah. who's had the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that incident is jokingly referred to as Flakegate, apparently. Very good. Um, very good. So, but, and it seems like off the back of that, in 2003, she came 15th in a Channel 4 poll of 100 worst Britons. <laughs> seems excessively harsh. Bit harsh. Yeah. It's definitely a bit unwarranted. Yeah. I don't blame her for taking the money, personally. No, so, I'm with her. So, Anthea, we're, we're with you. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> um, should we move on and talk about brunch? Yes. I thought this was quite surreal, to be honest. Mm. Um, I, it was kind of like, you know, in keeping with Alan's humour, but at the same time, I just thought that this was slightly surreal. Um, I don't know if it's worth explaining the set of essentially what happens here. Mm-hmm. I'll sort of throw to you then. When I <laughs> uh, to be honest, I haven't got any notes on okay, it. Well, uh, <laughs> so to, okay, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll sort this out. Edit that bit um, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, basically Alan and Simon have been for... Well, they're trying to decide whether they recently went for lunch or lunch or brunch, which Alan decides to call blunch. Oh, I have got a note on this. Oh, okay, good. Oh, we'll, we'll come to that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they refer to it as blunch, but I thought technically that's kind of... Brunch is already lunch and breakfast combined, so isn't that breakfast, lunch, and lunch in one word? Yeah. It's two lunches. And I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, and so Alan is struggling to remember what he had to eat for yeah, their lunch. Again, this this bit's a bit surreal. And then laughs for a very awkward amount of time. Yeah. And then I counted. There are 13 seconds of dead air whilst he tries to remember what he had to eat. And as we all know, dead, dead air, air is, is a, a crime. crime. I particularly enjoy uh, uh, Steve's. Uh, face acting in this. I think it's actually very good yeah. how he goes from being quite jovial to regressing to actually being quite panicked in the face of not being able to remember worrying his mind's gone. Oh, and can you remember what he had for lunch? Uh, Psychic Simon had the type of cakes. <laughs> is it Kippers? It is Kippers, yes. Kippers. So Nick has watched it. That's good to know. Yes. Um, so First time? So, yes. yeah, uh, after he's remembered that he did have Kippers for lunch, uh, you have this exchange where Alan and Simon both call each other fairies. Uh, Alan and a says cheeky to, tit. Yeah, Alan calls Simon a cheeky tit. A risky, and then you have, you have the rapport of, this is just great banter. So it really is. He's, he's loving having somebody to riff off in the studio at that point, even if they're being I can't quite believe offensive. that's suitable or allowed on the radio. Well, I don't think Alan's ever been the most PC broadcaster. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> technically speaking, would that not... Um, you saying it's DAB, te- no one's listening anyway. But wouldn't they like cut the satellite feed or something at that point? Well, Depends I mean, earlier you're saying it wasn't in the sky. Mate, mind satellite. satellite. Okay, we'll come back to it. <laughs> uh, and at the, at the end of this section, uh, <laughs> uh, Psychic Simon is about to go through a top ten list of things not to say to a customs officer. <laughs> um, so my questions are, do we think there was... Do you think when they were writing this, there was a list of those things? And can we wildly speculate what they might have been? Oh, God. Uh, I hadn't prepared for that question. No, I did not either. Something about bombs. Well, something about bombs, yeah, basically, on PC things, probably things that are slightly racist, etc. I think, because <laughs> Psychic Simon al- always like pushes the boundaries yeah, yeah. of acceptability <laughs> and taste, much like Alan does as well. No, no, like what? I, I don't know. I mean, I've not, I've not written it. 
Um, yeah, but I, I just kind of note that whatever it was going to be on that list was definitely going to be a bit too close to the bone for morning radio. So do you think Alan sw- recognised that and swiftly uh, went in and... No, I just think he had to do a travel update. Yeah, he had okay. to go travel. Fair yeah. enough. It couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think that takes us on to focus on... Cycling. cycling. Sometimes it works. See, this needs no <laughs> rehearsal, which I think is actually quite evident, to be honest. It's quite yeah. obvious. Yeah. It's not rehearsed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that Alan's focus on insert sport here actually worked quite well. You know, so so you, would listen, you would listen to Absolutely. that as a radio segment? It's a versatile feature that you could cover a number of subjects. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be sport, does it? It's just focus on Something. anything. Yeah. Yeah, Sat- yeah, satellites. My God, I mean, so it's even better than I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> it's, God, it's it, really good. It's, it's really, really, really very yeah. no. um, So, so the cyclist Alan has in the studio. He is uh, part of a campaign to get kids cycling. Uh, he's called Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. So Alan opens the interview by double checking he's not the Jim Jones that led the Jonestown massacre mm-hmm. <laughs> in true Alan tactful style. Yep. Uh, so I thought, question to the group: Anybody got any fun massacre facts? Oh, have you prepared for this question? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, look, like I looked into it and I thought, no, let's not go there. Yeah, so we'll yeah. go um, I so feel like you've got some. No, no, I, I genuinely oh, Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. At least you're prepared. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then Alan has to stop Jim cycling immediately straight away because it's too noisy. Yeah, well, this kind of just sums up the whole feature, doesn't it? Like, it, he, at no point does Jim What, actually... the feature that you like? No, no, no. The versatil- <laughs> I like the versatility. Okay, okay, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Alan's interviewing technique is is obviously dreadful. He of doesn't course. give Jim any opportunity to speak or explain the campaign that he's running to try yep. and help yep. uh, children to uh, get cycling, get fit, get healthy, improve the lives of kids. Alan is not interested in that. He spends way too much time querying, is he on the sex offenders list, good or bad? Uh, <laughs> we can, we'll, come, we'll, come, we'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask him all these irrelevant questions, and it kind of just sums up Alan's interviewing style. Uh, yeah, and I thought it's just a very consistent partridge character trait that of course he hasn't taken the time to check or test the equipment in the studio to find out whether the bike could make too much <laughs> yeah. noise for it to be fit yeah. for broadcast <laughs> he doesn't care yeah um and i did make a little note that this is the first mention we get of alan messing up the the trail line for the radio station so <laughs> yeah. the, prop, the proper line is north norfolk's best music mix but alan always forgets the north part of north norfolk and, and has to say it again himself. so that's the first time this happens mm-hmm. and that's a very consistent thing in pretty much every episode I and every time mentions it in the book uh, as well. in the book yeah i wonder who judges is what the best sort of uh, measure of the music mix is. Definitely not Alan. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, no, he does go uh, now wizard later on, doesn't he? I assume the now compilations... <laughs> He's playing wizard. I assume it's the now compilations that the high watermark of... Uh, the best music mix. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not adding to that. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'll explain why that's funny later. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so they then get... they Continuing the Jim Jones, uh, Jonestown Massacre theme, uh, Alan mistakenly says that uh, the massacre was carried out with the use of soup, and somebody, a listener, calls in to basically point out that he's got that wrong mm-hmm. and the answer was it was uh, pop pop, uh, not broth. Yeah, pop, pop not broth pop not broth so Kool-Aid not soup Kool-Aid that's so right. how did he get that quite so wrong well <laughs> I mean to be honest you say why did he get that so wrong he also asks uh, Jim if he's met a child the size of an ox I mean <laughs> did, uh, I don't really understand did, where the relevance did, of that did either of you two obese go- children yeah is did the... either of you google children the size of an ox no but I hope no. you did I did yes um, so it, there are no children like specific re- uh, results for children the size of an ox but I did find uh, the world record for the world uh, for the, uh, the largest child uh, it was a boy from Thailand who weighed 30 stone at the age of 11 <laughs> fucking hell I mean well done it's good effort yeah. A lot of effort to get that far. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So, uh, sorry, at what age? The 11. 11. 30 stone at 11. Do we think he's still alive now? <laughs> I don't know. That new story is from last year, so probably hopefully. Not. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I said hopefully. You just went, no. No, no, no. Probably no. He's dead. He's gone. Um, get in touch if you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop, drop us a line. Um... Yeah, so Alan asks Jim Jones if he's clear to work with children. Absolutely. Uh, follows it up with, you know, you don't want to register the good one. Uh, and then I like the reference. I think Alan basically makes a, a suggestion that North, the Norfolk area has a bit of a paedophile problem. Uh, he says, awful business, but we've had some cracking phone-ins about it. And then he goes on to say, no, no, he's gone. Yes. Now, despite what I may have suggested I know about, where you're going with this. I may have implied this about Wally Banter in the past. Yes. And Wally Banter of Wally Banter's Junk Box fame. Yes. Uh, looking most like a pedo. I thought that's what you were going for But, well, having covered the iPartridge book quite recently, yep. obviously Alan does name and shame that offender. Uh, to quote from to quote from the book iPartridge, the pop aficionado and Jonathan King-alike Ben E. Parry was quietly moved on. Yes. So we know who he's talking about Bringing now. Bringing it full circle there. Um, so they also reference uh, cycling Land's End to John O'Groats. Now, has anybody here ever done that? <laughs> I haven't. Have I you, Tom? Have, have you, Nick? I have done it, yes. Excellent. Tell us somebody. Oh, oh. little room. Oh, oh, there. there. Thank you. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Thank you. Don't egg him on. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, don't need to egg him on. He's yeah, yeah. Done it. I mean, yeah. he, he, did, he did it ages ago. Um, so two years ago. Tell us some funny stories about yeah, that. It was pretty tough, pretty grueling, but just one of those things you've got to do, really. Yeah, man. You just, um, you just had to do it. Yeah. So he, he, uh, uh, Jim Jones says uh, he took a, what were they, 11 and 12 year olds? Yes. So do you honestly think that 11 and 12 year olds could do that journey? No. Okay. I really struggled. You struggled. <laughs> I really, really struggled with it. Um, but yeah, it was good fun, but I wouldn't do it again. It was. We met people on doing it on holiday. It was awful and insufferable. And I so, do it again. one quick quiz question, without looking at my notes. 
Can right. you remember what the distance is from Land's End to John O'Groats in miles? Uh, I'm going to guess and say 978. Mm, 100 off, it's 874 miles. Ah, <laughs> uh, is that why it took us an extra day? <laughs> <laughs> went round and round about loads, Did you actually yes. do it, or did you just drive it like Alan did? <laughs> we busted you. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we, I think we should also cover off a listener question that Alan gets. Please do, please do. This again is just further proof that Alan's interviewing style and screening process is woefully inadequate. So a listener we know that. Uh, yep. writes in and says, is there a case to put overweight kids in their own fat schools? You could house them in their own dormitories, lock them in, push pieces of Rivita smothered in Philadelphia light, that's probably crucial Very to important. Note, under the door. That way they become educated and thin. And to be fair to Alan, he does say it's a little bit extreme, but you can't fault his logic. So you're, you're an advocate <laughs> of that. Scheme, so if you want to basically. sort of work this around, or argue with the potential results. Well, exactly. Yeah, I think he's nailed it. Yeah, there I you mean, go. There you go, government. There's so we should, to we should push that forward. Yeah, great. Action accordingly. Okay, yeah, right. Absolutely. That's that's approved. That's happening. Um, so yeah, Alan says that he's driven uh, Land's End to John Groats. And also, he talks about driving the M25 clockwise and anti-clockwise. It's one of the best UK drives. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know that. Um, so he talks about listening to Deacon Blue during that journey. Oh yes, yeah, we knew, we all knew this was coming. Yeah, <laughs> we I all think knew you, this was you've been coming. waiting for this. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start on Deacon Blue? What have you got? Anything? We'll I've pass got, over I've got to our Deacon Blue expert, Nick Alder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about expert, I just recognise that they're one of the pioneering figures in um, pop music <laughs> in the last thirty-five years. I mean, there you go, that's all we need. Stop yeah, me, no, fine. Stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, so, Nick, since you're, you're wrong. Nick, you're such a big fan. Uh, how many million albums do you think they've sold in the UK? Oh, God. Or oh, actually, total sales, maybe not. Maybe, glo- maybe global, actually. Mm-hmm. Global total sales for Deacon Blue. Yeah, one of your favourite bands. I, would, I mean, it's millions, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more specific. We need more specific uh, than millions. I'm hiding my notes. I'm going to say 198. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go lower. Yep. <laughs> Just pick a number, any number, so we can move on to the next can I give Tom okay. a quick recap here? Deacon Blue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got the answer in front of me. So, okay. yeah. Five million. Six million. That's okay. close. Not I'll, far I'll, off. I'll accept. Uh, 198 million. <laughs> the world we live in. Not far off. Uh, I, won't, I won't do these quiz questions. It'll take too long, but they had 12 UK top 40 singles along with two UK number one albums. And Ooh. I did listen to a couple of tracks on Spotify today and I thought, yeah, it is just great driving music. <laughs> Alan knows what he's doing. Uh, okay, and after, after that part, uh, you have Alan going to read out what should essentially be the script read for a jingle and he says... This is North Norfolk Digital, sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. I love that. There's a split second pause and he realises he wasn't supposed to read that out. It was an internal <laughs> yeah, memo. I've, been, I've read an internal memo. I shouldn't have read that to you. It's just, I, I love it. Like the first time I watched that bit, you hear him say it and you think, that's a bit, that's a bit weird. And then he it? comes in saying, I've made a mistake. I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Alan gives Jim Jones uh, an award for services to the larger child. An Al Ha, that's an Alan's Local Hero Award, which again, I thought was quite you clever. like that? Yeah. yeah, quite clever. It's not engraved, engrave it yourself. Yeah, first that yourself. Yep. First time. Yeah, it's, it's blank, do what you like with it, basically. Uh, and yeah, then Alan commences his own cycling challenge. Yeah, right? I mean, I've got a quick note here. Like, he's trying to do uh, 10 miles in 30 minutes. I mean, the note here just Well, says, okay, so yeah, Alan... So doesn't he initially say he's going to do 30 miles in 10 minutes? Yeah. And then he backtracks. like 180 miles an hour. And reverses it. So, so yeah, go on. Well, my question was, I'm not much of a cyclist. I don't know if you are. You've done the longest You've got a resident cyclist here, yeah. a resident cyclist. Is that that achievable or is that quite hard? Well, can I just tell you, it's only 20 miles an hour. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem that hard. No, I would have said in my prime a couple of years ago, I probably <laughs> I could have done that. A couple of years ago, um, be real. But, you know, my winter blubbers crept up. I'm not, not as fit Your as winter blubbers crept There's up a, in, in August. August. I'm trying, it, it, it's not winter, winter though. Blubber. It's summer. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's I pile it on for the summer. Then I try and lose it, but I can't over the summer, so it's back in for winter. This sounds very dubious. If anything, you should be premium it, beach body right now. Yeah. I know. But <laughs> I mean, I'm really not. He's I'm very really much not. not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, basically, Alan needs to in thirty minutes needs to travel at a speed of twenty miles an hour, and that was basically my note as well. Jo- that jo- should that should be very achievable. Is that achievable? Quite, mm, I'd say it's joking aside, it's actually quite hard. I mean, especially on the open road. We've got deadly you, serious yeah, now. <laughs> joking, aside. joking aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you've got undulating, that's that's up and down. Uh, Thanks for but he's on, a, he's on a stationary bike. It's not. There's yeah. no hills. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'm thinking like that. Sort of put it in the real world. Um, yeah, I guess you could do it. Okay, so it depends on how fit he is. <laughs> I guess you could right, do it. Right, there's your the definitive answer. Conclusive there. Yeah, I guess Good. you could do it. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Nick. <laughs> uh, I did also make a note that when he's cycling, he's right at the back of the studio, so surely the mic wouldn't really pick him up either. I thought that was a bit ridiculous. Uh, maybe yeah. Continuity errors there. Yeah. Comms bomb. Uh, another comms bomb. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he quits to cycle, and he sounds like he's about to have a heart attack, and he's absolutely dripping in sweat. And then Anthea Turner arrives. I mean, if it's your if it's your crush, like the woman that you kind of one you know, of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to be seeing her in that state. But unfortunately, he's left it too late. He's got no choice. It's happened. And it's I done. did check, so you do hear a voiceover of Anthea saying, "Hi, Alan. It's not the real Anthea oh. Turner. Unfortunately, it's an actress. Fair enough. Bit of a shame. Well, it's a shame. It's a shame." That's the end of that episode, isn't it? Well, that's the end of part one of that episode, yeah. It is indeed. End of part one. Yeah. So, as, as we kind of explained, so that was the very first episode in terms of how it went online on YouTube. Yep. Uh, on Sky, there is a second part, which we're just going to cover now, which is called Muppet. Yes. So, we open with Alan and Psychic Simon, yep. as always. There's a, a humorous comedy... Always the same. Always the well, same. I don't know same. if it is always the same, actually. There's a humorous comedy jingle for Psychic Simon, which... <laughs> <laughs> kind of uses the SS in a kind yeah, of like... Yeah, so this is the first time in this series we hear the sidekick Simon Jingle. Yes, yes. certainly it? with the but SS di- overtone But, as but well. this one has the added bonus of Ezekiel and SS marching boots. Yes. So I think this was uh, broadcast in 2011. Doesn't yep. feel so funny anymore, does it? No. Makes no. you think. <laughs> Makes you think. Makes I mean, think. I don't think it was appropriate even in 2010, 2011 not, either. No, 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 no. That's no. the joke. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the gag. That's no, the I, gag, I, yeah. I, I'll I make a note of that. That's, yeah, that's okay. the joke. Right. Do you want to add that to your list? Yes. Ooh. Internet is the asset. Yep, fine. Yep. Got yeah. it. Good, yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Psychic Simon theme, obviously we hear that a lot more throughout the series, and I think it's safe to say Simon fucking hates it. If really? you look at his face, you look at the expression. Oh, funny jingle, to be fair. Yeah, but if you look at the expression on his Quite face clever. every time Alan plays it, he's not a fan. Uh, okay, I'll look out for that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then Alan's uh, phone-in question mm-hmm. on this episode is: Which band names would you like to see become reality? I need to um, prepare an answer for this, this so I'm going to look one. at the wall. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to ask. Huh? We you could just go ask. through what the. Uh... <laughs> I've got one. I've okay, just seen get, well, one. Yeah. okay, I'll ask in a minute. Okay. Um, so to cover the <laughs> the options he gets from his listeners, uh, Carl phones in with Crowded House because his wife and kids have left. Oh, <laughs> that's a nice one. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. And then you have Adrian with he would like to see Thin Lizzy become a reality because his wife has a pitchery gland problem. <laughs> it's nice as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has anyone got anything to add to that? Uh, no, but I am keen to see where you've got to in yeah. terms of. Yeah, I've got nothing. I'm not ready. Um, I mean, bare naked ladies. Could that be one? Oh, that's very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you like to? Why would you like that? Should become a Biffy Clyro. Well, no, I'm going to stop you there. I don't need to. Know, well, so. I kind of put them in the same category as uh, Deacon Blue, pioneering pop music for the last thirty years. But if they become a reality, why would you like that to happen? You confuse well, yourself with the question, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Can you speak to Tom again? Yeah, okay. Tom, what have you got? 
Uh, oh, uh, Biffy Clyro. I Why? don't know what it. Right, talk us through Why? that. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know what it means, so I'd like to see it. Right, fair the logic's answer. there. Should, yeah. should it's the only on? one I can see. Yep. It's the only. Yep. It's the only one I can recognise. Let's move on. So we move on to Alan's tongue twister phone in. Uh, and also at the beginning of the, the beginning of this section, Alan goes to play Def Leppard. He says, "Turn it up, Norfolk," and then has to correct himself with North Norfolk. Yes, again. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the phone in that the listener that we hear phone in for the tongue twister. I think you should point out this point as well. He's asked for under sevens as well. Oh, that is very important. Very much yeah. kids that are yes. phoning in. So we have so we they have can do tongue twisters with their undeveloped mouths. Yeah, yep. as Alan says. Yeah, uh, as Alan says. That's not what me. he wants. Not me. Very important yeah. to distinguish that. Um, so we have em- Emily on the phone, Aww. who I believe is she six, six yeah. year old Emily. Oh, it's cute. Lovely thing. Emily. Um, so she she phones in. Shall I? Uh, shall Hit us with the tongue twister. Yeah, I've got yeah. it. Here. What gets wetter the more it dries? Mm. Now, does anybody know what the answer to that might be? Well, we've, we've got a hand at Just the Just shout, shout it out. Towel. Correct. Correct. Towel, if you okay, can hear get, get the bell for that. Can we get um, him a Biffy Clyro album? Or uh, a Deacon Blue? We'll get him we'll a Deacon, get Deacon Blue album. album. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll send you a link on Spotify. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not a tongue twister, is it? It's a riddle. Oh, and Emily Emily does get chastised well, and humiliated by Alan. Yeah, essentially, Alan says, sod it, calls her useless and cuts her off while she's shouting <laughs> for her mummy in the background. Who put yeah. you through? Is yeah. it a lady? Does it sound like she smokes too oh, much? Oh, that's it. And, oh, poor Emily's going, I don't know. Yeah, I don't she's know just what's just going confused, on. bless her. Um, and then Alan confers to Simon. I still think I was right to cut her off. Simon's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alan does put out a call out to people that are listening as well and insists that kids are reasonably media savvy yeah. if they are going <laughs> to <laughs> Emily's got a bit more work to do, yeah, basically. She's not quite there, bless her. No. Uh, Although, is Alan recently media savvy? I don't think he is. He'd like to think he was, but he's no. definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I guess we'd probably move on to Tommy Gaskill now. Tommy Gaskill, let's yep. move on. Uh, okay. Survival and uh, naturalist, naturalist expert. Sorry, I've read, I've read that as naturalist. Did, Did you say you naturist? Yes, move on, move on. Okay. <laughs> is it about to bear naked well, ladies uh, again? Yes. <laughs> he's obsessed, he's obsessed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, he's... Alan calls him a survival and naturalist expert, but that doesn't sound like the right word. What a naturalist expert? Yeah, a survival I expert. I didn't know. What, I would understand. Yeah, right? Na- I didn't really understand what. Yeah, that so meant. I don't know. Maybe that's the joke. To be fair, but I'm actually not <laughs> that sure. That might be the joke. <laughs> we'll, we'll add that to it our could list. Could be the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Tommy Gaskill is played by Nigel Lindsay. Mm. Now, come on, Partridge fans. Where else have we seen him? Alpha Papa, Four Lions. Yep. Anything else? Um, no, I, I'll tell you what. He appears in. In Alan's show, well, okay, Alpha Papa's one. He also appears in I'm Alan Partridge. Does he? Yeah, he is at the Norfolk Bravery Awards. Bravery Awards. Bravery Awards. He's at the Norfolk Bravery Awards as kind of like one of the larger group that Alan's talking ah. to. Yeah. What's and what's obviously in Alpha Papa, yeah, he plays Jason Tresswell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other credits worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, Four Lions, who also appeared in Brass Eye and the Armando Yannucci shows. But also, my, my favourite... Doctors, uh, Casualty? Well, we're, go- we're going in that vein. He's been in Silent Witness, Waking the Dead, The Bill and Casualty. Yes. So he's done all the important stuff. Ticking That's all the what boxes. Uh, yeah, so he's a survival and naturalist, naturalist expert, possibly... <laughs> whatever that survival means, expert, whatever. Know. Um So... They start kind of trading stories about survival stories. Yeah, stories I, I of think nature. we need to pose what Alan's uh, sort of hypothetical scenario is. Yeah. Oh well, I, well, I think we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. So I just quite long. To, yeah, <laughs> I think that's quite a ma- major section to get to. Before we get to that, I just wanted to talk about uh, 
you know, when Tommy's basically been in Afghanistan in uh, basically hand-to-hand combat situations, the best story Alan has is that he got stung by nettles on a very long walk. <laughs> no, but that's good because he used the environment around him to treat himself. He was resourceful. Quite irrelevant. Yeah, yeah resourceful. you can't knock him for that. And it's he, relevant for what they're talking uh, about. But he also claims his nickname is Ape. Do we think that's also bullshit? Yes. yes. Ape. No one's ever called him Ape. Ape. Oh, no. Ape. Uh, and also Tommy's baffled by that nickname as well. I just yeah. don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, so Tommy was in Afghanistan and you can tell that's what Alan really wants to talk to him about. Even though he's been booked to essentially talk about survival techniques when it comes to being in being well, yeah, in the it's wild, like, it's like, not not in combat yeah. situations. It's like Jim Jones from earlier. He's not interested in asking about anything that the, the guest would want to speak about. No. He wants to talk about himself. It's just, yeah, Jim Jones and massacres and are you on the good or bad you know, list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I sort of balked at saying sex offenders list there. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was, it was a bit awkward. We were quite camp there as well, didn't you? Did uh, I? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, should we give the outline of the hypothetical... Yes, hypothetical? yes. So, Bullet points. Basically, the hypothetical scenario is thus: uh, that there. <laughs> I've got it here verbatim. If you okay, go, 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 go for it. I've, I've angled it. Okay, so the last osprey, 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 osprey. the last osprey in Britain <laughs> is killed by a football. The osprey egg is stolen and scrambled for a Russian oligarch's breakfast, who eats it without one iota of remorse in his leather jacket and simply wipes his wipes his kips and goes. Oh yeah, wipes his kips and goes simple lips. Uh, that's, yeah. that's my bad typing. <laughs> I, I should have read this. Wipes his lips and goes simples. Now, should we should we just do that again? <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. So I Sorry. thought the bit about a Russian oligarch saying simples mm-hmm. is that some kind I of? I think a, it might be. Is that a dig is it, at? No, I think it's a friendly nod to Simon well, Greenall. Yeah. yeah. Is it a dig or a friendly nod at the basically compare the meerkat compare the market adverts? Mm-hmm. As voiced by Partridge alumni Simon Greenall, Simon Greenall, Michael the Geordie. Okay, Michael the Geordie. Yep. Uh, but well, well, I think it's friendly. I think it's all in. in Quite it's like good it. It's nice and subtle. Nice and subtle. It really is. <laughs> um, I think we should move on to, uh, to to develop this because they do mm-hmm. go into more detail about this. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about Bill Oddie and the radicalised RSPB sleeper cell and Wookie hole. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, so yeah, Tommy is kind of like baffled about this question that Alan's put to him. Doesn't really understand what he's asking him, so he has to sort of uh, repeat it back to him. So he's saying, if an RSPB neo fundamentalist was radicalised, Oddie has sacrificed himself, and the rest are held up in Wookie Hole. Yeah, remember in this scenario, Bill Oddie is going ape shit. That's yes, important and has to taken remember. out a couple on a weekend break, and I was sent in to neutralise them. How would I proceed? Which is kind of essentially what Alan has asked him. Yeah. So yeah, it's a question that doesn't really make any sense. There's no real. You, you don't need to the it. Russian oligarch or the RSPB. No. Or Bill Oddie. Basically, what Alan's asking is, how would you take down an assailant? He's shit chatting, and then he finally he gets absolutely the point. Is. Bill Oddie is a terrorist. Logical, do you think? It is an Osprey, to be fair. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's. You know what? He probably would go ape shit about that. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah. point. Yeah, so, yeah. He's, so really, Alan, Alan sort this through. He's nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's on with that one. Uh, we'll come back to Bill Oddie in a minute, but uh, I thought, is it worth uh, delving into how Tommy deals with these assailants? Perhaps it's quite brutal, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So Tommy goes on to show Alan how he would neutralise a terrorist threat uh, with very violent and graphic descriptions, uh, and he, uh, and whilst he's talking this through. I thought Alan essentially looks like he's about to be sick mm. at any moment. Well, he at looks, one point he, he does go, oh, God. Yeah, he looks genuinely horrified. <laughs> and it is quite gruesome, particularly when Tommy goes on to describe slitting an assailant's throat so it yawns back like a Muppet's mouth. It, <laughs> Lovely image. Yeah, Lovely yeah, image. Yeah. Remember, uh, this is daytime radio being broadcast <laughs> yeah. down from space, yeah. potentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, Alan looks like he's about to throw up. Uh, Tommy says, any questions? Uh, Psychic Simon is nodding in the background and just kind of half whispers, which Muppet? 
Yeah, I was thinking psychics. <laughs> psychics at this point is just like checked out. He doesn't care. Like, uh, well, I, th- I think he's kind of just he's just shocked, like, he's shocked and yeah, horrified yeah. by what Tommy's just talked through. Yeah, uh, and then six-year-old Emily's back on the line, worried that Muppets have been hurt as well. Mm-hmm. So my question to the group is: Which Muppet would you kill, and how would you do it? <laughs> Nick, let's start with you. Um, oh, which uh, I, I did ask you to prep this as well. Did you? Yep. Was Don't that, ruin the secrets <laughs> behind this oh, podcast. Behind the curtain. Would you want to go first? Because I did smash it with the Deacon Blue answer earlier. Beaker, Good hammer. Start. Beaker with a hammer. Like Beaker it. With a like hammer. it. He's annoying, isn't he? Yeah. He's got to take him down. Nick, what you got? Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> name a Muppet it's a, it's a and an like Cluedo. Name a Muppet, name a, name a, a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know loads of names apart from the really obvious ones. Go I'll for the obvious one that. then. Well, I like Gonzo though. I don't want to kill him. <laughs> uh, and also Kermit. We like Kermit. And Miss Piggy. I like Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy's quite violent, though. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Off with your head. It's Miss Piggy. Right, so you're decapitating Miss Piggy. Yes. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going for Elmo. 357 Magnum. No, no, too, no, no. Too far. I'm pushing the boundaries, guys. Too far. You don't know what he's like in real life. Do you? Cuddly. Absolutely. Cuddly, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> You've gone too to far. Love. So, but back to poor little Emily. No, six years old on the phone. She, she's worried about Bill Oddie as well. Is Bill Oddie dead? She asks. <laughs> no, no, Bill Oddie's fine, says Alan. He's alive and well. Now, well, he's alive. Well, he's alive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, would you like to know some of Bill Oddie's recent tweets? Because they do make for some interesting reading. Yes. Yes, please. All right, let's talk through that. Uh, so, within the last couple of weeks, some of the latest tweets from Bill Oddie. Uh, toothache, tricky dilemma. Do I lose a right molar and learn to chew only on the left side or spend a lot of money on root canal? I mean, it, it, it is a dilemma, isn't it? I don't know what the right answer there is. Uh, and then... <laughs> This is, this oh, is brilliant. Oh, oh. Yeah, more. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got more, don't worry. Uh, and then later that day, he went on uh, to share the following series of tweets. I was offered a humongous amount of money to do Celebrity Big Brother, but it clashed with the bird fair at Rutland Water this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? That's this, so this, good. This, this, this is all Amazing. genuine Bill tweets. Well, if he'd done that, he could have paid for his root canal. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he went on, reality shows I've been asked to be on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, twice. Celebrity Big Brother, Strictly, and The Voice, brackets, honestly. Now, what? I don't understand him being on The Voice. He's getting confused there, isn't he? I think he doesn't know what he's talking about. Did he mean time team, maybe? <laughs> Just any, yeah, anything not, not yeah. The Voice. Uh, but he did also go on the final tweet of this series. But I love doing Marigold Hotel. Love Island? I think not. I think we can all agree we don't want to see Bill Oddie on Love Island. Uh, mm. any, any natural history shows, question mark? I used to enjoy doing those. Bird Fair, of course. So Bill Oddie's kind of pitching out there. If anybody wants to want a natural history show or a bird fair, he is available. I am but he's not available for Love Island. I am about to follow Bill Oddie on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I recommend it. Uh, so yeah, Bill Oddie is fine in a way, yeah. I would say. He's alive. We know that much. He's alive. He's tweeting. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Done. The last note I had about Tommy is that Alan does reference that Tommy Gaskell is the first guest they've had on North North at Digital who's killed someone deliberately. Because <laughs> <laughs> the weatherman ran over someone accidentally, or so yeah. he says. Yeah, exactly. And also Alan has as well. Yeah, very true. He shot a man. Yeah. Straight through the heart. Yeah, yeah, Anti-dueling pistols. That was accidental. Had you, had you forgotten about that? <laughs> you, you, you were briefly mindless. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that kind of... Uh, that brings us brings to a conclusion with Tommy Gaskell, pretty much, yeah. Um, I just also had a note that I quite enjoyed the kind of inane grin on Alan's face at the end of the episode as he goes to play a song. Yeah. There's some great face yeah, acting yeah, from yeah, Coogan yeah. there as well. 
Uh, yeah, and the I don't know if anyone else got anything else. I just had a couple of notes on the credits. The only other thing I said that uh, do we each want to have a go? Have you got the uh, the tongue twister down in front of you? Oh God, I'm rubbish at those. I oh, I don't have it. Okay, no, I'm going to try. Okay, it is. Okay. Oh no, I've got it. I've got it. Oh, <laughs> want to have a go? He's not read his own notes. Want to have a go? Uh, to tackle tough Taliban terrorists to topple totalitarian tyrants. Very good. Very nice. You've oh, nailed yeah. it. Oh, Does that now. mean we don't need to do it? Is that fine? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Good, thank you. Right, get your decomposed. Uh, yeah, and uh, did anyone else note that Martin Coogan of the Mock Turtles fame composed a theme tune for this? I did not. No. Keeping it in the family, Steve. Nice like it. Very clever. That's missing, Very from, the IMD, that's yes. missing from the IMDb page. Get that bunts in. Yeah. Uh, right, has anybody got anything else on Mid Morning Matters Series 1, Episode 1? No. no. I think that pretty much brings us to an end. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that, that kind of concludes the episode. It's probably just worth mentioning, if you want to get in touch about anything we've said, because you've probably made lots of factual inaccuracies, Always. you can uh, email us on thepartridgepod at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod. Uh, <laughs> hang on. He's thinking. Okay? He's thinking. He's uh, really thinking. Think, again. Ad, Adam, Everyone look at him as well. Adam normally does this, and I'm now realising it's actually quite also, hard to Also, when we mess up, right. we're recording, so we can just edit it and cut yeah, it out. Yeah, no, this will sound fine, so only these guys really know what happened. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you can get in touch on thepartridgepod at gmail.com. <laughs> just going to read it off the screen there. Uh, Facebook, uh, we're thepartridgepod. Twitter, at thepartridgepod. And Instagram, at monkeytennispod. He's done so, it. So, inconsistent, but... It's all there. Is now uh, an appropriate time for me to plug my Deacon Blue podcast? Uh, no, pod? I think we've got to move on. So uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thank you. Yay, thank, thank you. tennis at the BBC of all places. Be real. Monkey tennis. Where's my assistant? I do not know. Monkey tennis. I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? It would be called Alan's Show. I decided and would be absolutely ace. Monkey tennis? But needless to say, I had the last laugh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.